0: Hello, I'm Austin, and I'm Maria, and you're listening to GCB Bioenergy's Issue Roundup podcast.
1: Global Change Biology Bioenergy is a bi-monthly journal that focuses on the production of biofuels through plants, algae, and waste. It also places special emphasis on how bioenergy systems help to mitigate global change. For more information, visit our homepage at the Wiley Online Library.
0: Today we'll be discussing three featured articles from our October issue. First, we'll be looking at an article that looks to the future of the American Midwest, where researchers stimulate climate change's effect on native grass that has been dubbed by some as a solution to climate change. When European settlers came to the Midwest in the early 1800s, it wasn't the site that we see now. Instead of rolling plains of corn and soybeans, there were rolling prairies, with grasses taller than men. Now, in states like Illinois, Indiana, and Iowa, less than 1% of this prairie still exists. In the few remaining prairies, a grass commonly referred to as switchgrass still grows tall, and on its tall stems pegs the hope that one day, the crop can be used on a large scale to produce cellulosic ethanol, an alternative to traditional fossil fuels.
1: Mean annual temperatures of the Great Plains are predicted to rise 1.5 to 5 degrees Celsius by the year 2100. That's about 34.7 to 41 degrees Fahrenheit. Lead author of the article Jeffrey Hartman and his co-authors took this temperature increase and looked into how it would affect switchgrass. The team established several different test sites, some in upland plots where soil moisture is lower, and some in lowland plots. Here's what they found. The increase in temperature led to an increase in water deficits in the plants and a decrease of soil moisture, leading to more stress on the grass, especially in highland sites. With these results, Hartman and his team note a complex physiological response of the plants to increasing temperatures. In order to accurately predict yields, researchers will have to expand upon the plants' responses to rising temperatures and soil moisture changes in their climate change simulations.
0: For our second article, we look at switchgrass and the environmental impacts of large-scale planting. We all learned the hydraulic cycle back in grade school. The illustration of the smiling sun evaporating water into gas, the gas condensing into clouds and eventually precipitating back down, is embedded in our memory. Essential to the role of the water cycle are plants, which take the water out of the ground and transport it through their bodies, eventually letting the water evaporate through their leaves. Lead author Sammy Canal and his co-authors focus on one kind of plant in particular, switchgrass, and how the addition of the grass on a large scale to the agricultural scene in America would change the water cycle and in turn change various environmental conditions for the better.
1: If you replace some of the various corn and soybean fields across the U.S. with switchgrass fields, you'll find that since the grass has a deep root system, it acts as a soil stabilizer. Additionally, the height and cover of the plant acts as a wind barrier. Both of these help reduce soil erosion, a major factor in the global carbon cycle and a concern for nutrient storage. In the face of major land use change, switchgrass is a plant that can potentially lessen the harmful effects of this predicted change.
0: Lastly, we look at a review that looks into how bioenergy crop farming can be made environmentally beneficial through various management techniques. For every bioenergy crop, whether it be switchgrass or soybeans, there are management considerations that can aid or inhibit the potential of the crop to mitigate greenhouse gas emissions. Lead author Sarah Davis and her co-authors examine what they call the management swing potential of several bioenergy crops.
1: They reviewed various management methods in crops and found that the production and use of biofuel crops lead to less greenhouse gas emissions than fossil fuel production. And if management methods are employed, they can actually become CO2 sinks, in that they take in more CO2 than they release when burnt as a fuel. Six out of the seven case studies proved to have potential for decreasing greenhouse gas emissions, but using soybeans for biodiesel proved to still have a negative impact, even after management methods were employed. Thank you for tuning in.
0: Join us for our next podcast where we will continue to explore exciting findings that deal with bioenergy. Go to our homepage at Wiley on Library to learn more. And with that, I'm Austin. And I'm Ria. And we'll see you next time.